What did he say? Oh, he says you remind him of an uncle he has back in Tokyo. <laughs> I guess it's okay. What? Oh, oh, he says you're very kind. Wow. Thank you. Welcome. Like I said, like I, I said, when Robin and Sh- had Sean and I on, like I hadn't seen this in years, and I had like a shitty uh, perspective on it, and so I watch it today, and I'm like, God damn, this movie is good. Yeah. This is a, I mean, like I already watched three seasons of Cobra Kai, so it wasn't like I was a surprise. <laughs> but it was like, damn, like. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen. I have now. I have not seen any of the sequels. Though I know I've not seen two, three, the new Karate Kid. Or you haven't even, seen uh, Karate Kid two. I've not seen two or three or new Karate Kid oh or. Oh my god! The, the, you got to fix your life. Yeah. Well, I mean, two like is tomorrow. So great, dude. All right. No, I'm not got nothing against it. Like, I mean, like because of what the plot that happened in three, I'm pretty certain if I watch episode two or uh, three. Like, I'll be happy with it, like, knowing where they went with it. So, like, okay. Like, I mean, like, tomorrow, I don't think I have it. Like I said, today was so busy. Like, I think I get Yo, up. we should start recording. Start turning the <laughs> mic on. I am I'm recording, ready. but I, I haven't properly introduced the podcast, so it doesn't Hi, count. welcome back to Karate Kid Minute, the only podcast that covers Karate Kid one minute at a time. He's your host, Robin. We're talking Minute 108. That's still gone. <laughs> and I'm Jarf. Hey. <laughs> That's Robin. I'm Dave. Here we are, baby. This is minute 108 of the Karate Kid. It begins with Daniel's sigh and ends with a lack of preparedness. Uh, So we start off where we left off on Wednesday. It's the day of the tournament. Daniel just got really intimidated in the locker room. And so this first moment of this minute is just Daniel letting out a sigh. (laughs) Like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) this is happening. All right. So, yeah, he just kind of gets a scary reminder of, oh, yeah, I've got to fight these guys. <laughs> um, so we then move into the next scene as we get a close up of what Allie had to hide under her sweater, which was the black belt. And Allie is just kind of holding it nervously. Um, but it's because Daniel's running late. Like not only were they late to the tournament, Daniel is now taking forever getting this gi on and she has no idea what he's had to deal with in the locker room. Uh, and doesn't sound like, uh, he's going to stop to explain it. So, uh, we hear the announcer say the winner of the first match in the open division is Rufus Schneider. Uh, so, uh, funny enough, uh, next week we're going to talk about Daniel's, uh, first match. And I don't think they mentioned the kid's name, but that is actually Rufus Schneider that, that he fights his first opponent. Um, also, if you watch this minute into the next, uh, you might notice that this is one long, continuous shot that follows Daniel, Miyagi, and Ali from the entrance and into a huge shot of the tournament floor, and it's pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, according to Ralph Macchio, this took 35 takes to get right. <laughs> well, who was messing up? I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We are watching that 35th take, though, when we, <laughs> when we start the scene. I guess, yeah. It's kind of starting on Alley with the belt and then backing up and then and then following them all the way out there. Pretty rad. Um, we'll get more into it next week, unfortunately. <laughs> I've already got too much stuff for this minute. Uh, mainly, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the All Valley Tournament's location. Uh, according to the poster in the Cobra Kai Dojo, uh, the All Valley Under 18 tournament is being held at State University, which whatever that is. 
In Cobra Kai, the series, uh, I think uh, we see it being called the All Valley Arena. Uh, the real name of this location is the Matadome, and it's located at California State University, Northridge. The Matadome? Uh, the Matadome. <laughs> is it named after your co-host? <laughs> Boom! We all live in the Matadome. <laughs> but like i mean like i'm okay with the cobra kai it being like a building or like some kind of like rec center where yeah. it's kind of like other things happen but like this is a big deal in the cobra kai universe of like the the, the all valley tournament happens here you know right like they named the arena after it and it's funny because the matadome is actually just a nickname that that they use for it um in real life, it's uh, and many people have scoffed at it because it doesn't even have a dome. It's got a flat roof on top. Uh, it's the real name is the Matador Gymnasium, and it seats about twenty five hundred people. And uh, we see it used again in uh, Karate Kid Three. Uh, spoilers, Dave. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, so uh, the yeah, the college that it's at is California State University, Northridge, Cal State Northridge uh, is famous for getting hit pretty hard by an earthquake in 1994. Uh, the epicenter of the earthquake was less than two miles away from the college. Um, and it cost it, it caused $400 million of damage. <laughs> the, the heaviest damage ever sustained by an American college campus. Uh, several uh, structures of the college uh, got hit so hard that it wasn't even practical to repair them. They just destroyed the entire buildings and, wow. and then entirely. Luckily, the Matadome didn't get hit that hard, but the, I guess the parking structure next to it was just completely destroyed. Um, since it's so close to L.A., the university has been in tons of movies and film, uh, including its library, uh, which doubled for Starfleet Academy in the 2009 Star Trek film. Wow. Oh, cool. Uh, famous graduates of uh, the uh, Cal State uh, Northridge are uh, second gentleman Doug Emhoff, uh, <laughs> which is so so weird to say these days, but I'm so happy as well saying it. Uh, Paula Abdul, uh, Richard Dreyfus, Phil Hartman, Cheech Marin, Deborah Winger, Allison Hannigan. In fact, uh, when she was filming the college season of Buffy, they filmed it at this college. <laughs> Oh, uh, one person that didn't graduate from Cal State Northridge, uh, but went is none other than William Zabka. Um, here's a quote from an interview he did with Uproxx. He says, uh, they ask him, what was happening in your life when you first got that part as Johnny Lawrence? He says, I had just graduated high school and I was going to film school at Cal State Northridge. I was in my first semester of school and I started going on auditions for Karate Kid. About halfway through my first semester, I booked the job. So I got pulled out of film school and thrown into a film. Ironically, the ending tournament scene where we did the final fight happened to shoot at Cal State Northridge in her gym. So I went to college as a student and came back by the end of the semester as one of the stars of Karate Kid. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he he withdrew from college and never went back to college after that. Oh. Um, so uh, yeah, stay in school, kids. That's what, <laughs> or uh, unless you get an awesome job, never mind. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it, the 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 Matadome, uh, so to speak, the gymnasium <laughs> looks a lot different nowadays. It was actually redone completely after the earthquake, and uh, but the lobby looks the same uh, from the last minute that that. That lobby, like, has a few lights that are different. 
And actually, I should have mentioned, uh, but it makes more sense to mention it now. If you go back and look at that scene uh, as they're registering, you can see out through the windows parked out front is a refreshment stand with a CSUN logo, which, of course, stands for California State University Northridge. So little little bit of spoilers that uh, <laughs> this is not uh, this is not at State University. It's at CSUN. Uh, also, filming of the tournament was the last five days of production, and they wrapped right before Christmas, uh, like mentioned on Monday as well. Uh, the tournament, uh, December 19th, 1984, which is a Wednesday. So I guess everybody got a day off from school <laughs> to go to, this go to the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some fun facts. Uh, on December 19th, 1984, uh, the number one song that day was Like a Virgin. Uh, the top five movies that week were Beverly Hills Cop, 2010, City Heat, Dune, and Starman. And I was trying to find any other things that were maybe happening on December 19th, 1984. But I did find a great thing about December 19th is that in December 19th, 1843, Charles Dickens published A Christmas Carol. <laughs> so that's All another right. big December 19th. We'll put that in our pocket, though, because it's going to really that, – that, that stupid fact is going to um, – be even more fun in a moment. Uh, so, so anyway, moving on with the minute. Uh, I just heard an intake of breath. Somebody going to say something? Yes. So <laughs> I, I, I've been watching this minute on loop because I wanted to make sure I was abreast of anything that you were going to, you know, if you had a trivia or anything you were throwing at me. Mm -hmm. Dave the, likes the to build up, build up a good head of steam before he launches into his tirade. Thank you. <laughs> so the logo, it took me like two seasons of Cobra Kai to realize the logo for the All Valley tournament is a fist. Yeah. I don't, it's funny is I don't see enough of it in this movie, which is like the original movie, but I see a lot in Cobra Kai, which yeah. I just find it funny is that like things in this movie that are like glossed over are like shown a lot in the show, which I guess means like it shows respect to the original movie. But it's kind of it's so funny is that like I see it so many times certain things in Cobra Kai that in Karate Kid it's just kind of like it's just part of the scenery it's just part of the thing like it's about you know it's about uh, Mr Miyagi and Danny and and Ali just kind of going through a scene or just trying to get ready for the tournament. Yeah, well in Cobra Kai these those are Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, and it's, just, it's just the movie. <laughs> it's the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like we're just making we're a movie. Along to the movie. Yeah. Um. um oh, Jeff. No, that was Dave that said, um... That was also Dave going, um, saying, yeah. like, respectfully, Elizabeth Shue is such an adorable woman. That's all. That's just me just going, like, that's just saying that. That's all. Unrelated to anything. She's a like, babe. She's a fox. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, I know she's young, and I'm looking 30 years ago, and, like, I wasn't born when this movie came out, so you got give me, you know, you got give me a little rope here to hang myself with, but it's, like, such a gorgeous woman, and, um... Uh, and 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 I, I, you know it's it, she just you know play the character Allie just in, in, beautifully and just yeah I just love her and just and, and Mr Miyagi getting Danny ready even when he's kind of like hesitant about where'd you get this bell and and Miyagi's yeah. like yo Buddha provides just come Buddha on provide. we're just like he's like it's everyone's just like come on we gotta get you out to the field um, what's killing me is that we're gonna see in a moment here there's so many people that are filling the floor around yeah. the tournament this jerk off official's like oh i'm sorry uh coaches <laughs> and tournaments have to be it's like dude it's clearly his coach and dude it's clearly his girlfriend 
just like it's just two people. Like, yeah. Stop panicking. It's not like he brought like an entourage on. But they, hey. now they now they're committed to this bit where they have to be like, all right, Mr. Miyagi can't speak English, and Ali's the translator, I guess. Because this <laughs> official's got a hard on about letting people onto the floor. But then they do the bit so well. Oh, yeah. And this is again Ali being so quick on the uptake it, that she can just improvise translations for yeah. what he's saying. <laughs> that it, it, and then the official, and you know he's an official because he's got a t-shirt that says official. Yeah, of course. He's, he's such a soft boy. That, <laughs> that Ali makes really lost like, the official. Oh, I broke Dave. <laughs> oh, you remind him of an uncle back in Japan. And then the yeah. official's like, oh, oh, I love you guys. Okay. I love how oh, what else is. is he saying? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's speaking Japanese to me. Awesome. Uh, I wish I knew what he was saying, though. I wish I had some sort of translation. I was uh, going to ask if you had that. No. I think it's crazy that we don't have that. That's the bullshit. subtitle, I, I put just for record, I put the subtitle, I just said speaking Japanese. Right. So he just, like, <clears> that he burns just, me like, up when they do that. Yeah, he just flings it out and you go, I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. I'm just assuming he's improving something Pat is. Uh, and uh, I I searched on the net. I found like one forum where this guy was like, my Japanese girlfriend says that uh, he's saying that the, the official is a bad man or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but well, well whatever. <laughs> uh, so I'd love it if somebody did who, who understood the Japanese language uh, could translate. Think, Please send it in. I, would love I it. think it's a safe bet for Mr. Miyagi in this scene to be like, Shut up and let us get on the floor. I I, <laughs> yeah. I I believe he probably said something in Japanese to that extent, like "Shut up, we're trying to get onto the floor." Like buzz off, and Alex yeah. just like leave uh, me alone. A, yeah, a nice uncle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did want to mention about this uh, this official. Uh, this official is played by Christopher Kreisa or Kreisa. Um, he's from Wisconsin. I'm not sure if you guys could see that he's, he's a guy from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, graduated from college with a, this. This guy has has got a life, and I got to tell you about it. He graduated from college with a degree in biology, and he also studied marine zoology. He after he got out of college, he started working a business, but then he lost his appetite for that and decided now he's going to travel the world. He travels 31 countries. And according to his bio, while he was in Hong Kong, he got a job working in a Shaw Brothers film playing a white devil drug lord, quote, quote unquote. And it, but it kills me because that movie is not listed in his IMDb. I've been actually watching some Shaw Brothers films and I'm like, oh, my God, I'd love to see him play like the quote unquote white devil drug. White lord. devil. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So he was out in Hong Kong a bit, too. So it says, after soul-searching, uh, Chris ends up going to California and graduates from college there. So he went back to college. Now he's got himself a master's in psychology with an emphasis on the paranormal. In fact, he wrote his thesis on telekinesis. Uh, and I didn't mean for that to rhyme. but <laughs> uh, And according to his bio, many... Give you kudos for the rhyme. <laughs> 
According to his bio, uh, many people warned him, like, you're not going to get a job with a master's degree. Good luck. And uh, I guess, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> he went on to uh, uh, act, and he's been a, a character actor in over 175 different films and TV shows, including Dave. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I just want to let the listeners know this is like one of Dave's favorite shows. <laughs> so, oh, God. Uh, so it's do you honestly, know what he plays? No, stop. Hold on. It's literally the only show that's been getting, is getting me through the pandemic. And it's literally <laughs> 80% of what Sean German of Five Minutes of Mime and I do online. It's <laughs> that's it. It's we just just quote I think you should leave jokes back and forth. So if, I swear, if you if you're at home with a significant other and you love each other and you want to laugh, just put that on Netflix and it, you can watch the entire series in like forty five minutes. <laughs> so Dave, knowing that show probably backwards and forwards, probably watching it like twenty times already. Who do you think he plays in that show? <laughs> God, I oh man, all right. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think like this guy. All right, who he put. <sighs> Man, I got me on the spot. I'm running through all like the all the all the skits and trying to think who, yeah. who the sketches could be. The thing I, about he's like this is now uh, like 35 years later. <laughs> oh man, I mean maybe he's in one of the party scenes. Um, he could. God, yeah, he play has lines. He, he he he's one of the main characters in one of the one of the skits. Oh my god. And and okay, I'll give you another hint. It's not a skit that has Tim Robinson in it. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh god. Um oh no, I feel bad because I'm trying, I'm like running through my favorite skits. They're all like the ones that Tim Robinson's in. Um is he like oh no, just go, just tell I'm me what have it is. To. I can't I can't let the listeners sit here and wait. Uh yeah, sorry. sorry. He plays Scrooge. Oh my oh, God! December nineteenth. Holy shit! Here we go. We wrap <laughs> right back around. December nineteenth. Not only. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense because clearly, like, he was old by now. Yes. Oh, you got a skeleton truck. He's twelve feet tall. Oh, you gotta beat up that bone screw. You gotta drink up that bone goop. Oh, so, that's so, so crazy. So uh, I'll tell the I'll tell the listeners the the, the skit is uh, Scrooge uh, is all of a sudden met by the g- ghost of Christmas Way Future, which is a guy in a mech suit, <laughs> <laughs> and then Scrooge has to fight some reanimated skeletons with his cane. So uh, uh, if you want to see this official as an old guy, <laughs> oh my God, so check that out. <laughs> Uh, I was so I've been so looking forward to blowing your mind. <laughs> oh God! I'm so happy you had me on. I cannot <laughs> wait to tell Sean this. All right, all right. So moving on. Uh, yeah. So Daniel uh, looks to Allie when the official interrupts, and then he's like, and he looks at Miyagi. He's got, you can see he's kind of formulating a, a lie, and so then he makes it up, and then Miyagi says, "Yeah, something in Japanese. Who knows." But I love how charmed the the official gets. And then right at the end, he's just like, uh, oh, he says you're very kind. And the official's like, oh, thank you. And he bows to Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Miyagi just nods and goes, welcome. <laughs> That's That was really the cherry on top for me. Because they, they've got great timing through this whole bit. 
where yeah. it's like Miyagi says something. What did he say? Ali translate. Bip, bap, bip, bap, bip. And then they've committed this whole time to this whole Miyagi doesn't speak any English. Need Ali as a translator. And then just to top it all off with him saying, welcome. And then it's like he drops it and then moves on. Like, welcome. Yeah. And I'm moving on. It's so funny. It's <laughs> like, I, it, it made me wish that there like, were more comic bits like this in the movie because like those two were just firing on on all cylinders and and and, i mean not everybody has that so it's um i i I kind of i want a spin-off of ali and miyagi running capers Oh, they're grifting. They're stealing things. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd love it. Oh, beautiful. I'd love it. I, I, I think, however, my, like my favorite part of this whole thing, uh, well, actually, it's all great, uh, but I love the right at the end where Miyagi just says, welcome, and then turns and starts walking. Daniel follows him, and then we see Allie standing there with the official, and the official's looking at Allie like, what was the hell was that? And Allie just kind of squirming, and then she just kind of catches up with Miyagi and Daniel. <laughs> <sighs> So, uh, yeah, the next part kind of runs in the next scene, but um, Daniels discovers here that Miyagi has no idea about tournament rules, which is great because it's just like, no, I, I fought to the death. Like, like I, don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, 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 I don't blame the stuff. ref. I honestly blame the ref. Like, like if you showed up and you were a black belt and you're like, I'm ready to compete. Uh, and the ref didn't tell you like the rules or like you know give you a brochure or anything. Like I feel like that that's definitely on the the tournament that like they should be telling these people if there's there's first time black belts are showing up here. That's true. If it's a first see, time dojo. See counterpoint again. I I blame Daniel primarily and then <laughs> uh, Mr Miyagi like secondarily because <laughs> yeah. and this might just be the the event planner in me but they had this whole training montage and it was all building up to this tournament why was none of the training also just talking through what to expect at the actual tournament right there's we've flagged these daniel especially throughout this movie there have been so many times where he just kind of bumbles into things uh, the, <laughs> the fact where he asks ali out for a date and he doesn't talk to his mom about bringing them anywhere and and a matter of fact they they go they go to pick ali up and they don't even know where they're going and like mom's gonna find out afterwards and have to deal with it the the fact that the night before he gets his gi and it's like what were you gonna wear daniel mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah like, what are you gonna do? And mm-hmm. yeah, now he's just kind of bumbles into being here like barely on time. Uh yeah, so <laughs> but uh yeah, it's, Daniel is very worried. He thinks this, he's dead. He's dead. Uh it's it's all over for him. And uh yeah, I, I love Miyagi's laugh, like ha for life, not for points. And that's where the, the minute ends. But so, uh yeah. I mean, outside of his military service, are we saying that Mr. Miyagi 
murdered some people in in like street karate fights. No, karate is for the, defense only. So defense um, only. But it's yeah, but like look at it this way, Jerk. I mean, it's like you know, during the war, man. I'm you know, like stuff came to that island, and he had to defend the land. So you know, things probably did happen, Jarf. You haven't even seen Karate Kid Part Two yet. I'm so excited, Dave, for you Dude, to see that movie. Honestly, God, I don't. I'm looking at like I said, Uncle I'm Dave single. is consoling me about the uh, harsh realities. <laughs> Like I said, tomorrow's <laughs> Valentine's Day, and I'm I'm quite single. I got nothing to do. I think I may just fucking put on. Sorry, Cincinnati. Put on Karate oh, thank Kid you for Part finally two. swearing, finally apologizing for swearing. <laughs> I may just watch some more Karate Kid tomorrow and just yeah. uh, have fun. Yeah, please feel free to uh, feel free to send me many messages about it. <laughs> All right, no problem there. All right. Uh, that's really it. I mean, do you guys have anything else for this minute in particular uh, that we haven't covered yet? No, never. All right. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's exciting that like this is our first time like in the actual franchise being here because they talk about it so much, so much in the TV show they talk about it, but I think mm -hmm. it's so fun. It's like w this is the first time in the canon of this Karate Kid universe. We're here, we're on the floor. Yeah. And it's, and, like, even though it is a big deal at the same time, like, Danny is just one of, like, 50 kids doing it because it's under 18. It's, like, it's not even adults are participating. It's just kids. And, you know, and, and, and Cobra Kai, it's so funny how there's a whole scene. I'm not trying to spoil a jar, but, like, there's straight up, like, a community uh, group about, like, should they be having this because there's so many kids karate chopping each other everywhere. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, this goes into my Friday question, which we kind of led into the podcast with. But was there anything else uh, spoilery we wanted to talk about? Uh, the sequels, the not. I mean, you don't have to talk about the remake at all. But um, uh, Jarf, what do you think? Is there anything you wanted to talk about? So I have two quick things. Okay. So I I am a a, a sucker for a movie that has a training sequence and then you get the payoff for that training where you see them doing the thing that they learned. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I to like watching this through to the end uh, and uh, like in, in almost all ways, it still works on me. Like I, I'm not going to lie. I, I still got a little bit misty watching the ending. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I if if I was going to give it a punch up suggestion, I want to see more specifically him doing the moves that he learned from like the sanding and the waxing. It's, yeah. Uh, and maybe even there's the, the like he hears the voice in his head or there's some kind of like reference or, or, or like callback. Uh, and then it's. Um, you know, someone's about to kick him, and then it's like wax off, Whoop! <laughs> and he blocks it. You know, yeah, and he blocks it. That kind of thing. So, so like I, a Star I feel Wars like ending. They... <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Like a Star Wars ending, like Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Paint yeah, the fence, Luke. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get um, Force Ghost Miyagi appears to him. Um, and, even though he's alive and standing there. Even though he's alive. So suddenly there's yeah. another Force Ghost. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I felt like they could have leaned more heavily on, on um, giving you that payoff of the training. Um, and then my second thing is I just happened to be doing an Ugly Betty rewatch. Oh, yeah. Um, with my aforementioned spouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, in, I think it's season three, uh, Ralph Macchio has a, 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 like a whole story arc um, where he is a local politician um, and he's dating uh, Ugly Betty's hot sister <laughs> and and you you can kind you kind of get a glimpse of the career that he might have had uh, because mm-hmm. he like he's so he's so indelibly danny that it's hard to escape that but he's yeah. also just he, like he's a charming and likable actor uh, and, and you, you kind of see that in in the like the understated performance that he does on Ugly Betty. So I, it was fun to see him, especially since it was lining up with me having the opportunity to guest on Karate Kid Minute. <laughs> yeah, I always like I never watched Ugly Betty, but when I heard Ralph Macchio was going to be on there I, that it, it, for a while there, I was just like, I got to catch up with that show. I just never did. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'll think about it. Narrator, he did not watch it. He did not watch it. Now you're saying I gotta wait till like third season for him to play a recurring character. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> look, 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 Jar. Robin is watching. He's busy watching Bosch. All right. Robin and I are boshing. <laughs> we're we're Bosch boys. We're Just busy waiting boshing. on that season. We're waiting on that last season. <laughs> But um, I am looking forward to Falcon and the Snowman and Billets. So that that's uh, hell that, yeah. That's, <laughs> all right, now we're getting really off book. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, sorry guys, I'm gonna have to disqualify you both from uh, going further into these tournament minutes. Uh, but th- it's only oh, because you've been man. too good, too good of a guest. So now I'm also you. half of the bag. I really should be competing against children. <laughs> it's not. It's not right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Them. That sounds like the first episode of Cobra Kai, but uh, <laughs> See, don't, don't, don't get that. Sorry. <laughs> you will. And you will. You, you will. will get you that will. joke. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for you joining will us. Be. Guys. <laughs> you will be. Uh, let's get your plugs one more time. Let's start with Jarf again. Start with Jarf. So yeah. you can find me on the upcoming podcast Dazed and Confused, 33 and a Third, where we're breaking down the classic hangout movie, Dazed and Confused, one song at a time. And if you want to join the conversation even before we start the podcast, come and join us on our private Facebook group, The Moon Tower. That's Mm -hmm. right. There's a new fiesta in the works at The Moon Tower. Uh, And uh, we're also on Instagram at dazed confused 33 so now i mentioned this earlier in the week um but your co-host robin he's um no i'm i'm addressing the listeners oh 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 sorry sorry go ahead sorry please (laughs) (laughs) um 
your co-host of this podcast, Robin, is going to be a guest. Uh, he specifically requested uh, um, something around the little bully fight at the end. I don't know why that resonated <laughs> with him, uh, um, but uh, you can Hate hear bullies. him. Uh, and lots of the uh, fun folks from the movies by minute community joining me to talk about dazed and confused so check us out there yeah i can't wait to talk about how matthew mcconaughey was totally the antagonist of the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) well remember the question because i that same question is going to hold up um, for the the character that you like mike and clint the guy that bullies him clint all right, Dave. Hey, if you like comic book movies, I said I'm talking about <laughs> Mystery Men, which is that comic book movie that came out in 1999 that you did not see because you watched Iron uh, Giant or Phantom Menace. Um, but in 1999, superhero comedy ensemble Mystery Men starring Ben Stiller, Gene Garofalo, Tom Waits, Hank Azaria. Jeffrey Rush. I mean, we got Keen Thompson. We got not Keen Thompson. Kel Mitchell. I'm sorry. We got everybody in this friggin' movie, um, and it's super fun, super silly. Uh, so we're over at yeah five minutes of mystery.com. I'm over at the Champion City Lakeside Diners Club over in Facebook, and you know I'm more than happy to talk about comic book movies. Your favorite uh, special blue plate, special you have over at diners. So come and join me there. I miss diners. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 1984. Diners are everywhere. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys again. Uh, it's been a great week. And uh, let your listeners know, tune in next week when history repeats itself. Uh, so uh, try and you'll succeed if you uh, uh, keep listening on. And until next time. Buddha provides. <laughs> <laughs>